we actually had my um my wife's nephew. Uh, he was staying with us um at the beginning of this year. Oh, sorry, well, from mid last year. And he was a uh, an exchange student from Germany, kind of thing. And yeah. um, just before he like left, I'm like, you know, since you got here, we've had fire, flood. You know, we've had drought, fire, flood, now plague. It's mm-hmm. kind of a jinx. And he's like, shut up. Just, just sort of the worst parts of the Bible coming, coming through. Yeah, I mean, can we have the good bits, please? Like, you know, just yeah, like I that... could go for some good meals, some some big fish, or um, yeah, I mean, or, or wine, just that hefty, I say, maybe just that hefty chunk of the Bible where where two people sing about how gorgeous they think the other one is, and there's an actual dick reference in there. I'm all for that one. Let's let's yes. go let's go to the the dick section. everybody welcome to better homes and dungeons but first as always a message from our sponsors have you ever needed to distribute a large amount of information to a lot of people at once like really quickly with an assured delivery well with big b's handouts you certainly can do that now big b's giant handout spells are the number one reliable delivery service for magically making sure that your pamphlets get to the right people and now on to what we always do. Um, we have a, a really, really cool guest today who is joining me um, and who is subjected to that terrible, very old school um, Dungeons & Dragons um, magic spell, which was almost Bigby's hand jobs, which would have been terrible. Um, my friend, who are you? What do you do? A different... It would have been I bad. am. <laughs> uh, it would have been a different direction for sure. Uh, hello, I am Deej Store at D and Deej on everywhere. Essentially, uh, I am a in-house DM for Holding Action and the Community Cast Community Discord server, uh, and a general content creator, shenanigans haver, and uh, fun facilitator where I'm able. I, th- I think shenanigans have a and fun facilitator is probably that that's actually now tying for like number one is like versus dungeon master although like they're kind of they're like they're connected it's like a hand-in-hand relationship but it's not like uh greg kinnear matt damon stuck on you it's more like uh changing lanes ben affleck samuel L. jackson so that's about the loosest metaphor i'm going to be able to give you today cool. I should probably try to see at we'll least one of those movies at some point. That's fine. It wouldn't make any more sense, I promise you. Okay. Fair. Um, so, Deej, we, we did get quite a few questions from people. Um, now, sure. you became very well known in the community, um, some would say, because you do, you started to do stat blocks for people. And mm-hmm. we all of us lost our minds thinking this was the coolest thing we'd seen for some time. Right? Yeah, and it is. It, it is very cool. Um, now, the person whose um, Twitter handle is at NiaTheFay um, has asked, what made you decide to do stat blocks? Um, now, Nia's actually asked three questions, but you know we'll, we'll get to those other two, I guess, at some point. So, so what did make you think that okay, this is what I want to do? Uh, well, I mean, 
I was kind of already doing it, maybe not to the same volume and certainly not through uh, such a narrow scope, but um, I was running a campaign for uh, the better part of a couple of years for holding action. It's uh, all homebrew thing and, and all the characters, creatures, all that stuff was, was all homebrew. I don't have any issue with any of like the core uh, produced stat blocks or anything to that effect, except for I kind of wanted to tailor them a little bit more uh, to the story that we were telling at the time. And um, it just made sense for me to start investing more of my time that direction. Um, I think the the pack tactics being on every kobold and goblin and wolf and whatever, that's, that's certainly fine, but I like the idea of creatures or characters having more unique aspects to them. Um, so I was, I was homebrewing a lot of my own monster features and NPC features and things like that, you know, for years before. And, um, somebody said I should, uh, do one for myself and put it in the game because the players were going to fight and kill me and kind of this meta level joke. And I made one, but it wasn't meant to be functional or balanced. Uh, and then it was kind of just a, a little bit of a, a joke. I posted it, I don't know, forever ago because I think people would just get a kick out of it, whatever the case might be. And um, somebody circled back to it in our group and was like, hey, you should just like do those for people. People would love that. And uh, <laughs> we were getting ready to launch our second season for Holding Action. This is pre-pandemic before we had to lock down and kind of go on a hiatus there. But um, like, yeah, sure, you know, we're launching tomorrow, like, be able to have a little fun thing to do maybe for like a half dozen people tonight or something. And um, yeah, it ended up being a lot more than like a half dozen people. So that's kind of where it started, where, where it ended up is probably an entirely different thing at this point. It really did. Like I, I, I think I was reading, I think your last count was pretty close to 500 or so, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't count some of them just because they're like, I did a Santa Claus that I released for Christmas and I like, I, I don't add that into the total and I've thrown out a few random creatures I made here and there NPC stat blocks. So I don't count those. Um, but all told, yeah, I think I'm at like 496 right now. That's pretty so cool, man. Coming up on the, the big five zero zero, the milestone. That, that I is think cool. my initial cutoff was 300, and I was just like, well, I just we're just going to keep going, I guess. I don't know. Well, makes sense. <laughs> it, it is the kind of thing yeah, that I imagine not? that um, if people could get their stat blocks like on their t-shirt, like, that would actually be a pretty cool thing. By all means. If, any, if anyone wants to do that, make, make a t-shirt, make a placard, uh, put it on a scroll, send it to somebody via carrier pigeon as a veiled threat, whatever you want to do, I'm all for it. Um, the, the whole thing is kind of making them for people to let people feel seen now. Cause originally, like I said, it was, it was just kind of for fun and it's sort of evolved and I've spent actually more time doing them lately than I have before because it, it's sort of, I think maybe in a sense, it feels like it, it validates people and, and people feel seen when they have something that's so uniquely tailored to them produced. And uh, yeah, I want people to put them on shirts or uh, bury them in time capsules or wherever the hell they want to do. I don't, you know, if it makes them happy, they should do it. I agree. I mean, and, and it has been, I think one of those years where we can definitely say, look, 
if this helps you get through things like, you know what, my friend, just go do yeah, it. Go no, for no, it. There's no judgment here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for people doing what makes them feel good as long as it's not hurting nobody else. So, Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty decent motto. Yeah. Um, Easy yeah, enough to, to subscribe to for sure. Amen. Um, Steve F., who is um, at Hit People Guy, so um, a name that suggests that maybe their happy thing is hurting people, but you know they've they've asked questions, and so I'll, I will honor it. Um, they've <laughs> asked what goes into the design process of a stat block, um, and how much time do you spend researching? I, I mean, I figured these two are pretty close together, so it's like, yeah, we can we can we can yeah, weasel this yeah. in. One one sort of bleeds into the other. Um, the process. I think starts with the research. So I'll answer kind of the second portion of the question first. So when I, I don't have like a specific system uh, as far as like how people are chosen. If I recognize people uh, being around more, engaging more, kind of like sending that positive energy my way, I want to sort of try and capture that and return some positive energy as best I can, but it's not like a, a specific science. So you know, there's, there's people that have gone to their profile and like sat there and focused on it for like a good 20 minutes trying to like have that thing strike and it just hasn't come yet. Um, and other people, I, I start scrolling through and I kind of see who they are and immediately it, it sort of fills out in my mind this cool, uh, you know, awesome hero badass that I, that I want to be able to create using sort of the things that they're into or the, the values that they espouse. And, um, the research process, I think the, the quickest, the quickest and cleanest is like 10 minutes, maybe just quick read of the bio, quick scroll through some of the, the tweets. What are they like? Um, who, who are they engaging with? What are they engaging with? Those kind of things. It's like, okay, I, I get a pretty solid picture of what I'm looking at because someone uh, posts consistently, likes consistently, their bio matches a lot of what I'm seeing right away. And they have a very clear image of who they are. Um, and then I think at the longest, I mean, it depends on how you want to count it, but maybe like six hours I've, I've watched people's YouTube channels and gone into their videos and checked out the content that they produce and bought their stuff on the DMG to read through what their, their style is. So it's, it's not like it's all part of the process, but some people I've watched an entire four hour actual play stream just to kind of get a gauge for who they are and make a nice reference to their character. That's in a thing somewhere. So that, that sounds really, really cool. Like, can I ask who, okay. Who, who were these long research period people? Because that sounds like it would have been, um, I'll, I'll be honest. See. Like I do not think I've got the attention span for that. I mean, that's not something I would do all the time for sure. That's probably like the longest, but it's not at all uncommon for me to. Uh, so like there, there's several people and you could literally throw a rock and hit somebody that's on several different podcasts and streams and whatever. Right. Yep. Um, so a lot of times, yeah, exactly. A lot of times what I'll do is, is kind of get a flavor for how they interact in those spaces and maybe give like 10, 15 minutes to this project, 10 minutes to that project, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's not necessarily that I have to remain focused on one specific thing for that 
long period of time. And, you know, I'm, I'm often doing other stuff while a four hour stream is on in the background. Um, I mean, I don't know that anybody like watches critical role for like four hours straight and like just sits there and intently watches. So I suspect we're going to get at least, is, but... I, I suspect with what you've just said there, I'm going to get at least one or two people saying, hi, I watch critical role without blinking. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you do. It's awesome. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. If you watch it that way, I'm just saying most people probably aren't just sitting in front of the TV for four hours. Um, yeah. Let's see here. I think so it's a stream for, of consciousness for those people. Thing. Yeah. Oh, so this is a perfect example. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't mind uh, getting called out here. Uh, KP11 Studios, uh, I had the pleasure and honor to hook up with sort of for the first time, maybe four or five months ago, something to that effect, uh, as part of the community cast. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we had an opportunity to sit and talk and discuss kind of a project uh they're looking to go into as far as potential design stuff and whatever else and um i got a lot of really cool awesome insights about indian culture and a lot of this stuff i had zero bearing for and and i really had no frame of reference uh thankfully kp has the absolute patience of a saint and was kind of passionately and excitedly explaining a lot of the stuff to me but uh, as part of the stat blog I did for KP, it involved like a whole lot of research uh, through these various sort of uh, strands and kind of segments and, and theological ideas um, into religion. And that, that for me wasn't, it didn't necessarily feature heavily in the abilities themselves or any of the, the stats specifically, but the theming and the framework or how those things were delivered is kind of where that all came together. So that's that's an example of where I probably was researching and watching different videos and scouring stuff for like four or five hours, but none of that was directly tied to the individual either. So like I I learned about spoon theory uh, through this project. I learned all kinds of weird stuff about like woodworking and crafting and cosplay because I I research things about people if I don't know anything because I want to be able to use that knowledge to tie into their abilities. So like I did some research on like opera terminology and, you know, different theater performing tactics and this and that and whatever that I just wouldn't have had a handle on before because of this. So it's, it's been super beneficial to me too, in that sense. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't think there's any, I think anything that I guess pushes you to learn more about stuff that you don't know about is actually like, this is really wonderful. Like this isn't just yeah. mucking about. This is something that gives you, I guess, a reason to say, Hey, here's a bunch of things I didn't know about before. And the cool thing is I've, I've now got a, a very cool motivating yeah. thing to go out and like, Hey, guess what? I'm going to go find out about all these things, which yeah. is really cool. And it's really cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's been great. So like, I mean, uh, the, the positivity and support that I've received kind of from from people who are appreciative of the the time and the effort and the, the project itself, that's all been fantastic. But obviously, it's had sort of the uh, back end benefit of providing me kind of this wider spectrum of knowledge, uh, this this unique lens into a whole bunch of different worlds that I haven't gotten to deeply explore, but I've, I've already found new interests and continued uh, sort of expanding on some of that um 
so it's it's been a really cool personal developmental process as well, which which I've been really appreciative of. Uh, I, I also have to say thank you for calling out my next week's guest. So um, well done. That was actually oh. quite amazing. <laughs> hey, make sure you tune in next week. Check out uh, KP11 Studios. A lot yeah. of cool and exciting stuff coming up. Yeah. Follow them on Twitter and maybe Facebook. I don't know. Probably not, but like maybe. Last week I was chatting to um, Jaren, the Monsters of Merca guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, they Jaren just a got a, they, they closed their Kickstarter, right? They, they did, they yeah, they nailed already, it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah, I was chatting to him, and he mentioned, oh, I'm going to be working with KP on their game that I saw they mentioned on Twitter, and I thought, I, I want to play that. And Jared's like, yeah, man, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll hook you up with, a, with an introduction. So it's like, well, that's, that's, it's all come full circle. That's really cool. That's right. Cool. Shaking um, hands, uh, help you shake more hands and... Well, you know, put hands together, right? Be nice, be polite, be professional, be inclusive, and you'll be surprised how many friends you can make. It's <laughs> well, very true. Be. Surprisingly difficult for some <laughs> folks to get on board with. But like, like I said, I'm not in the business of uh, telling people how to live. I just, I just have my standards to adhere to. And they seem to be working out pretty well, man. Pretty darn well. It hasn't been bad. It hasn't been bad. Yeah. Cool. Now you've been in this community for a little bit. Um, actually, mm -hmm. kind of circling back to Naya the Phase, other questions because I, I think I'll, I'll I'll let them have these two. Um, how long have you been playing D and D, and what is your favorite class race combo? Whoa! Uh, Probably should have started with that. I have but, been playing know. D and D for. Yeah, I mean that's that's like that's like boilerplate podcast stuff. How long have you been? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not good I'm at this. I think here. I mean, I am from Australia, uh, so yeah, we I'm tend not, to do I'm things. Not... Sorry, I was oh, just saying. Okay. Yeah, because it's probably you're the other side. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's so... why the toilet flushes the other way. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I've been playing probably around five years, maybe a little bit more. Um, I was actually a uh, project lead at Activision's QA department, uh, one of many for the Call of Duty franchise. Which means basically we have like just a ton of nerds hanging out playing video games all day. Um, I'm I'm I was already perfectly conditioned for TTRPGs in general, and I, I kind of been playing a less involved variant of them for probably much much longer before that. But um, basically, somebody at work was like, "Hey, do you do you want to play D and D?" Yes. How? And then. <laughs> I played D and D, uh, and it was like my obsession pretty much ever since. And so, yeah, that's that's where it all started. And it hasn't been that long, but it seems like it's been forever. So, this sounds um, like a very I'm uh, definitely glad it went that way. This sounds like a very very familiar story because mine was like when I was like six or something, and my older brother was like, "Hey, man, D and D, yeah, okay, sure, yeah. why not?" And kind of yeah. been in and out, but definitely very here now. Um, also, yes, and the race class I think combo. If, if you're the type of person... Oh, right, right, right. Uh, race class combo. I guess the, the issue there is I'm a forever DM. So, like, I don't I don't get the option yeah. to explore as deeply, maybe. But um, from from what I've been able to uh, play with, with some uh, extensiveness, I would say Bard for sure, as far as the class. <sighs> 
it's it's a little mundane, but I'm gonna have to go elf for the race, only because I myself am somewhat waifish, but like also want to be strong. Um, and I, I can't help but feel like there's a certain uh, agility, sort of overly dexterous mind state you can get into in the in the stereotypical thought process of of the elves darting tree to tree that brings me back to maybe like my high school football glory. I don't know. It's but uh, uh, an elven bard is probably the 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 go to if I had to make a character that I could only play forever again. I just don't think I'd play it again as long as I could play other stuff, you know. I I don't know. I mean, like I I played a Tabaxi Rogue for ages. Um, I, I I'm similar. Like I DM like eight out of the seven tables that I'm at. So <laughs> yeah, and, and That's I had a lot a, of tables. Yeah, I'm I'm a twit um yeah i mean i played a tabaxi rogue and honestly like rogues are just the best because they're the most annoying for the dungeon master to deal with and i like that for some odd reason <laughs> i don't have a problem dealing with rogues I, I honestly and the other piece of that too is like i'm i'm very much one of those people who's like okay i beat the game i did the hero experience now i'm gonna play through it again as a villain and then about like a third of the way in, you're playing a hero again. You don't realize how it happened. Mm. So like, I would probably just make a terrible rogue because I have a hard time choosing the evil character options. Um, and like, not not that a rogue has to be evil, obviously, but they have to be a little bit more nefarious, a little a little shiftier, a little a little more I, one winky I, eye kind of situation. I, I will confess, as an Australian, like I do gravitate to playing criminals because, like, well, you know. <laughs> Gotta play typecast, man. <laughs> oh. Okay, sure. Yes, it's it's very much like diving into the history for inspiration or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, we we know. Um, in my family's case, like we know what our ancestor did, and we're we're pretty cool with the fact that we got sent here for illegal things. So I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. It turns out that uh, if you are American and white, you're probably not very cool with what your ancestors did. So it's a different. Well, okay, thing. not all of it, not all of it. <laughs> like that, that specific act, uh, it involved, sure. yeah, yeah, it yeah. involved, it, it involved fire and an Englishman's barn in Ireland. So we're like, yeah, actually, mate, we're on your side. All right, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, D do what you got to do. Okay, exactly. Do what you need um, to do to cope. Well, I, I've been told not to set things on <laughs> fire anymore, but you know, Australia. I mean, I wouldn't advise it. Yeah, yeah. like. Probably, Definitely not probably now. a lot of that going around already. Too yeah. much. Um, yeah. Now, Brooke Bollock, who is at Bollock Brook, just to make things wonderful and confusing, um, has asked, what's been the most effective way you've built this incredible sense of community, and it's both here and with Community Cast? And, and we had a quick little pre-chat, and I said, this is actually the thing I'm actually really, really interested in, because over the last six months, mm -hmm. we've seen TTRPG communities like... Um, there was variant roles, and, and I'm not trying to call people out. I'm just naming stuff. I do not know what happened in any detail, and, well, I know some details, but I'm not getting into it because it's not my story. It's not my fight. Um, with variant sure. roles and yeah, with yeah. Um, Scraticus Academy, this, these were two TTRPG communities that um, are shuttered and gone now, and... I guess what I want to ask is, like, you've been running your stream for how long? Mm, well, like I said, we've been on hiatus now, unfortunately, for a little while. But uh, 
a couple years, maybe just shy of a couple years. We did 70 episodes over the, yeah, so probably about two years, including uh, breaks, separate one-shot, stuff like that. And you've been, so so what is your, I guess, advice to keeping like a community good and healthy? Because this is something that I look at and I think we need to have like good, I guess, standards of quality when it comes to helping people connect with other people. Well, I, I guess to answer the question, I would say first, I definitely, especially compared to a lot of people that I know, I would not necessarily consider myself the uh the best arbiter for what standards and what actions and, and those kind of things because i know there are a lot of people who are are certainly more adept at knowing some of the subtleties and the, and the ins and outs of that than me but i think for me the reason i have i think found some success is because my my sole focus is engaging in a specific type of energy and by that, I mean, I not specifically limiting access or, or uh, restricting engagement or anything to that effect. But if you bring a specific energy to me and it matches the general uh, good and positive intent I am trying to bring to other people, you gravitate and you draw close. Once you have enough of this sort of like little beehive you get more bees attracted to that. Uh, and, you know, you end up losing some on the periphery here and there. But ultimately, the core of it stays strong because everybody's kind of there for the same reasons. Uh, I think when, you, when you're talking about communities centered around the idea of a product or a brand or uh, some type of, of content that is, that is being distributed, you run into the idea of everybody having their own opinions their own perspectives on what it should be or what it should look like uh in that sense i'm not asking really for people to do anything for me i i say i'm, I'm trying to do this thing and i'm trying to create good experiences for people and i want a, a people uh a location where people can feel safe and respected and welcome um do you want to help with that or or no I'm I'm not asking you to pay to be a part of it. I'm not going to be able to pay you to be a part of it. And it's literally just that resonating energy I think of of people coming together and and when you introduce you know the brand element, the channel element, the stream element. Those kinds of things lend themselves to either extreme uh power equity issues where one person or two people or whatever are making all the decisions. And that's not super sustainable unless there's everybody else involved to an extent. And then you have the opposite direction where everybody has an equal say, um, but those tend to lose direction um, and have the uh, definitive drawback maybe of not having a, a focused uh, directive or, or way of looking at things. So for me, the, the benefit and the, the easiest way to go about it is just literally saying, this is the goal. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking to, to, to put you on a roster. I'm not looking to, to create this thing. I'm looking to create opportunities specifically towards the, the purpose of, uh, I mean, it sounds super hokey. I know, but literally for the purpose of trying to create good energy, 
because people need that way more now than ever, even back, you know, kind of when I first started wanting to do this, but now more than ever, people need good energy. And I think that I've already had my fair share of, of detractors and, and people who are saying that, you know, like, oh, you can't be positive all the time. And this there's stuff. It's like, yeah, I, I understand that. But like that inherently does not have to mean that I have to be negative because negative things are taking place. Hmm. I can remain optimistic. I can remain positive to try and give uh, energy to people who are putting it into other things that they can't withhold themselves from or whatever. Um, and some of that is, is a privilege I'm afforded, but beyond that, I, my simple goal, I think is to really try and produce uh, good experiences for people. And there's a lot of ways that you can do that. No, I, I'd agree. And I, and I think there's a lot to be said for like, you know, people say, hey, you can't always be positive with all the time. Like there are real things happening out there with real people. And it's like, yeah, we, we, we all know about that. And we're not trying to discount that. Yeah. These last, yeah. gosh darn, eight and a half, nine, whatever months have been very tough. Like we're not saying no, but we are saying there's, there's, there's times when you kind of, it's really good for you to look up from that and see something which mm -hmm. gives you some normalcy and some and, and some hope to kind of start trudging towards with, with whatever you've got left in the tank. And if you can put more in someone's tank, then uh, good. I think, <clears throat> yeah, and, and it, it really should be that simple. I mean, they're in much, much the same way that I think my brand is just doing my best to help people. Or, or doing my best to create things that I that I hope people enjoy. Um, I really got to figure out how to make more money off them someday. Otherwise, I'm gonna starve to death here still. But like, Step beyond that, like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'd have to go through a whole thing. Like, I'm already I'm already working on building a community and trying to create a platform for other people to tell their stories now. Like, that's that's kind of the next step. But uh, there there are people whose brand is negativity. There are people who cultivate their following with outrage, who cultivate their following by always being negative, who, who cultivate their following by looking for all the weak points and the cracks. And, uh, and it's not to say that any concerns or, or commentary there isn't valid. I just don't, I don't see a way where I could sustain a lifestyle where that's the perspective I applied to everything. I can confirm, like, constant rage is just exhausting. Like, my kind of thing this year with, you know, with my professional life, which I don't ever really talk about, has been one of just consistent, just like, you know, in, insert internal metal screaming here. Um, yeah. Specifically, yeah. both Frog Leap Studio and um, Rage of Light, because... All those people are just wonderful at what they do, and they metal scream like champions. Um, but it is, I agree, exhausting. And there's only so much your brain will let you do that until you run out of rage fuel one day. And you reach for the rage fuel, and there's nothing there, and you realize the only thing left to burn is yourself. And it's like, I don't want to do that. That's not good. I mean, that happens when you give yourself to others, too, with positivity. So, you know, the I think no matter what, that's a sword where the handle is as sharp as the blade and you have to make sure you're setting it down on occasion just to make sure you're keeping yourself in check. 
Um, and I had problems with that, I think, maybe on, on both fronts at one point or another. Uh, I guess I never quite raged as much as some people do. Um, but there's, <laughs> but there's a to lot name. that's been going on here, kind of. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that's been going on here uh, in America specifically. And it's definitely, it's, it's become a very international theme in many ways. But uh, locally, there's a lot going on that uh, has really really sparked frustration within me and it's provided me both the opportunity uh and the compulsion to explore what that feeling would feel like in the shoes of other people and while i, I can never maybe directly understand what that means like those circumstances and those situations are uh you know you can't help but get angry you can't help but get frustrated and sad and, and devastated and i think for like june my tweet count was down like you know 400 percent because i just i couldn't even bring myself out into the world or anything it, it was <clears throat> and being right here in minnesota where kind of a very a large well-known event took place uh with the the murder of george floyd you know i i i live two blocks away from where that happened and you know to to have that around you it's important that you feel it. It's very important that you dissect it. It's very important that you, you try to extol the values uh, that you want to see around you as, as we you know struggle and build together. Um, but I, I think making that my platform, not that event specifically, but the those those feelings, the the sparks of ire and anger and I, that just that's a well that doesn't fill back up you know like you, you only can draw from that for so long before that's just all you are and that's kind of why i've decided to almost aggressively veer the opposite direction no that's that's pretty fair and, I, and i'd say with that um with, with what happened with with the murder of george floyd i think it was also there, there was a lot of very encouraging um things and like um a lot of very encouraging things said by you know creative folks such as yourself where they said look it's not our time for our voices to be heard right now there's a lot of other voices that you need to be listening to so even like you know st stepping back from it in a lot of ways actually i'd say shows that you've got a really good or as, as good an understanding as we can possibly have in some ways um that look sometimes you influence with what you're not saying or when you're not saying anything. And yeah. And sometimes I do think that there's, there's merit for that. I don't, I don't ever want to be uh, confused or, or look to as any kind of uh, voice for that community. Cause I, you know, I can't speak to that community directly or speak to that community's issues directly. Uh, and it's it's really not hard. I mean, if you scroll through without too much work, you're going to very readily find numerous instances of where I stand on most of the, the major issues taking place. But um, even with that being the case, I, I wanted to make sure that people knew my perspective on things, but but I didn't want to ever suggest that this is how people should feel or... Uh, <clears throat> 
try to try to recommend that I, I was offering some kind of guidelines as to how people should be reacting to anything. That's right. Um, now we have time for one last question and it's a question that we kind of always ask and we've kind of like meandered over to that direction anyways. Um, Deej, what is your, how's your self care? Like what do you generally do to make sure that you're okay? <laughs> Stupid question. No, it, it's, it's, it's the most brilliant question and everybody, including myself, should really work hard on giving you a better answer. Uh, I'm, I'm really bad about self-care, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I thrive when I'm busy and when I'm working and while that results in a lot of stuff getting done, um, you know, it, it leads to a lot of overextension. And I've, I've gone through the habit sometimes where I'll be active for a super long period of time and pushing myself forward and trying to make deadlines. And, and then you just crash because you just can't keep up. Um, yep. So for, for self-care as of right now, I've enlisted the help of uh, some close friends and I'm trying to help them or have them help me uh, make sure I'm eating my meals. Make sure I'm getting to sleep on time. Not like in a, hey, call me when I'm supposed to go to bed kind of way. Just the the helpful prodding. If you see me posting on Twitter and the Discord too late, like tell me to go to bed type of stuff. So, um, you know, I've been I've been using support systems in that regard. And I have been trying to do better about taking more time for myself. Um, but you, you could probably do like a, a whole episode a whole podcast by itself on on just how bad creators are i think at taking care of themselves and uh how most of us probably need to do it much better if you're a content creator and you're struggling right now and you're thinking what's that next thing that i gotta do just like so, so i can get that visibility so i can catch that lightning in a bottle you're gonna figure it out after you get a full night's sleep and you're gonna figure it out on a full stomach i promise you Take care of yourselves. I mean that because, like, I'm absolutely destroying myself half the time when I really shouldn't be. Yeah, but I, can, I got the conscious um, recognition, so that's a start, you know. Yeah, it is. It is. No, I, I, I know because I mean, like, I essentially do three podcasts, and like, this is the easiest of them because it's like it's two audio tracks. It's really simple. So it's like you know, right? Click, click, click. Done. Give it a quick edit. Chuck the intro right. on upload and i'm still running late because i work full time i'm married i've got two small children i'm learning another language and i'm doing a martial art you got more ambition than me and i can't, I can't do all that <laughs> i just kind of look and i'm like and i'm running like i said like seven tables it's like at what point do i let myself stop and it's like i very rarely do I just I just do everything yeah, late. Actually, <laughs> I just talked I just talked to a friend about that. You know, it, uh, I said, "Hey, I got all these projects I'm working on. I got so much stuff going on. I'm busy." And they're like, "Well, you need to sleep. You need to you need to rest." And I was like, "You don't get it. You don't you don't understand. I have to produce these things because people only care about what you produce. Like that's not true." But you you get in this headspace and it's not it's not like money it's not like things you just i think if you have that creative soul 
every every part that bleeds out of you a little bit you have to put to use hmm. and that that creates this compulsory cycle where if you're not creating something if you're not developing something yourself uh, a game a hobby a business a opportunity whatever it is that that spirit of refining the the minerals and crushing down the coal so you find the diamonds kind of thing i think that's inherent signature of the creative personality um and while you know you you get diamonds from it which you know that's hey awesome benefit you know it's the memories of being buried in coal that i think most people are are much more readily able to forget and they're just looking at this one diamond and and not having that balance so where you find that energy where you find that time I have absolutely no idea. You got more motor than I do, I'm sure. But also, you should get some sleep. Okay, you're gonna learn more languages <laughs> on on a full night's rest. You're gonna I, do I more really martial arts after I, a full meal. I should meal. sleep. You're right. But <clears throat> I, I'm one of those people whose brain doesn't shut down very well, and I, and I know it's because you know, like in order to relax, I watch. You know, at the moment, I'm watching Deep Space Nine again on Netflix, and it's like sure. because. It's just decent quality stuff that doesn't make me look at the characters that I like suddenly as like, oh god, you're an asshole. Um, like the closest you get is Garrick. I was a TNG guy myself, so like you know. Well, that's, that's good stuff. Um, but yeah, to I mean, each their own. To each their own. Look, I, I I like TNG. I'm just watching Deep Space Nine because it's it was there, and I'm like, oh, just the revisit. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, start at season four when um Cisco went bald and grew the little goatee, and it's like, eh, it's okay, the, yeah, sure. It, it's the alternate universe Cisco who was cooler uh, yeah. than the <laughs> the original Cisco. It's a, it's a dramatic shift. It was, and also like there's that bit I think it's in season five where they suddenly change their uniforms to like <laughs> the gray. They go from like the standard, like Starfleet, like yeah, all black and red, yeah. and then it's like these gray shoulders with like an open collar, and it's got like the color underneath, and it's like okay, like it's a cool Those look, are like guys. The dress fits, I think maybe they just they just went with a more like formal all around kind of thing, maybe you know. Yeah. Somebody instituted some new rules on the ship. Yeah. Like, hey, like, none of this t-shirt with latex sleeve things you got going on we're wearing our, our dress duds from now on yeah like, get everybody Riker, whipped into shape i could get your leg down <laughs> yeah but what are you doing take off the highway <laughs> you, you know why he did the leg thing right why well um the costume didn't fit him very well and it would hurt his <laughs> yeah. back and so he was always putting his leg up on things as like no i do this so that i'm like not crippled in pain by the sure. end of the day yeah and it's like yeah man you you do what you gotta do that's funny yeah see do what you need to do to cope yeah. you just you develop a signature your coping mechanism can be your brand yeah i mean you too can put a leg up on things like jonathan frakes <laughs> yeah it, it worked for jonathan frakes it worked for the uh, pirate rum guy probably other people too you know the everybody's got a little guy? captain in them no, that that was a maybe just an American thing then. I don't know. I know Captain Morgan is a brand of rum with a pirate on it, but that's about as that's far as one. my knowledge goes. Yeah, it was a, they did a whole it was a whole commercial. You know what? It's not a thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, we we didn't <laughs> have that commercial here. 
I mean, we're, we're still drinking, yeah. rubbing alcohol and like, you know. Okay. Keeping it old school. I like it. Yeah. Right. yeah. We are, a, we are a simple, interesting easy. people. We, we're a simple people down here. Now, I'm Deej, if people want to look you up and throw positive energy your way, because they absolutely should, um, where's the easiest place to find you on Twitter? You did mention it at the start, but in case people weren't listening. Yeah, uh, I am at D and Deej. So that's D it is capitalized in the at. N, it's lowercase in the at. Capital D, E, E, J, D and Deej. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but Eej. Dungeons also, and it's not DJ. Yeah, it's not DJ. It's not Deech, as my old defensive coordinator would say. D and Deej. But also just Deech. Hit me up. Uh, I would love to exchange positive energies with whatever you bring to the table. So that's what it is. Um, And I, of course, can be found at Nerdy People D, lowercase n, bigger case D, because you can't use an ampersand. There you go. Um, Now I've forgotten where I am. Uh, Yeah, Nerdy People D D, um, on on Twitter and... um, Look, please check out the other podcast stuff that I do because this is how I validate my tiredness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not out here just through one bloodshot eye creating stat blocks for people to be like, "Oh, that D's guy. I wonder if I should follow him." Uh, probably not. Okay. No, you should. Okay. Everyone I'm should. not you, crafting battle nice maps there. with bloody fingertips, trying to make the most awesome visual experience for the show for you to be like, "I'll check them out next week." Support your creators. Yes, please. Otherwise, like, we're just going to fall apart, so do that. Yeah, true. Deej, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure.